Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice him, the faith of the Canaanite woman. Yoshebed, part two. I look at, you know, the different seasons. We talk about the different seasons, how there's a time and a place. There's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. Three months. I, I think about the three months. Mm-hmm. Three months, God had her to prepare. Three months, God had to change her heart. Three months, God mm. probably had to change King's mm. heart. You know what I'm saying? Three months, there's a season and a time because what if she to put him out there at month one? Yeah. Mm. What if she to put him out there at two and a half months? He probably would have cried too soon. <laughs> Three months since, like you said, it was completion. Mm-hmm. Three. I need all of this to work at mm-hmm. the right time. I need all of this to work at the right I need it all to work. Mm. Because if you if all of this works and you out of line, it ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. I need everybody to work. I need this all to fall in place at the same time. So that's right. that season that we gotta learn how to do things in the season that God has placed us in. Mm-hmm. Do it at the right time. Because sometimes we get out of season. Sometimes we don't do things that we're supposed to do in that season. That's right. And we miss our lessons. We yes. miss supposed to do. That's right. You know, and we miss it. So things have to be done at the right time. Things That's right. Done at, she did it at the right time. She made that basket at the right time. Like you said, since trial and error, she probably put that baby in that basket just to see if it was going <laughs> Absolutely. A, 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 probably a few times. You know what I'm saying? But God's like, uh, nah, it's not time. It's yep. not time. Mm-hmm. It's not time. Today is the day. Let's go. So we have to do things when we're supposed to do it at, at that very moment in, in our season. And I think everything was done in the season it was supposed to be done in. Mm-hmm. And she was rewarded with her baby being oh, saved. She was rewarded with being paid. And I know them wages probably was good because she was yeah. a slave. Right. So God is a rewarder because of your faith and because you follow through, you're obedient. You follow through. He rewards those. And she got her reward. And her child was saved. The Bible didn't speak of nobody else's child. What'd you say, Nikki? And through her reward, you know, we as a people were rewarded through Moses. Yes. I just feel like her story, like we were talking about earlier, while in the Bible, it seems like it's just, you know, so small. But whenever you really dig deep, you see all the things. And as far as the people that she birthed, you know, mm-hmm. Mary and Miriam, all these people were great people. Mm-hmm. And it came down to um, what transpired with God's people in the world. Like, mm-hmm. the, at, in the beginning, what they've done for us is just awesome. You know, whenever you think about that stuff. And out of that, how dare you not trust God? how can you how can you not trust god i don't get it what was you about to say was you about to say something sis shahida i'm just gonna say and she was only mentioned like she was mentioned in the bible but they only talked about her being a wife yes and being a mother Mm -hmm. like there was nothing that's attached to her besides her being a wife and her being a mother. And what I thought was so significant is because that's still God's plan. For us to be a wife 
mm-hmm. and to be a mother. He's never, he never, although it happens, he never really orchestrates us or wants us to operate outside of his will, right? Mm-hmm. So we must be a, a wife in order to be a mother according to the will of God, right? So we know anything can happen outside. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was so significant that, you know, oh my God, like, we had to tell who she was as a wife to show the beginning of the lineage, to show why mm-hmm. she's purpose. But then we show that she's a mother, but not only is she the mother, like um, Nikki said, of just Moses, but also of Aaron, Aaron and of Miriam. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter who God allows you to birth, they all have purpose. That's right. So we talk about Moses, but Miriam Ooh. played a great part. She was a worship. Ooh. And Throughout her life. <laughs> and not just when not just the beginning of the story, but That's right. when he came back. Yes. Yeah. So did Aaron. Like the three of them. Yes. Yes. So did she did. What if she wouldn't have been obedient? Yes. What Ooh. if? Mm. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been obedient. Who's to say if we would have ever got what we got from Moses? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The Ten Commandments. Mm. That's what that was first from. Yes. So, would Aaron been able to talk for Moses? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Mm -hmm. just like, Miriam was a great praiser. She was a worshiper. Yes, she was a worshiper. Yes, Lord. Let the people into worship. This lady birthed some, she birthed greatness. Greatness. And even though you may not always see it in your kids at the beginning, you have to just wait the process. That's right. And remember what God told you concerning your kids. That's right. Because it may not look like they're going to be great. Yes. It may not look like they're going to birth a nation. It may not look like they're going to save a nation. It may not look like any of that at the beginning. Who knew Moses would be that dude. Nobody. The right? deliverer. God. Nobody knew that he would be that dude. You will call him a deliverer, but if you had, you know, I talk to my kids, that, you know, you, you the dude. You the man. Mm-hmm. So, who knew that? But God knew. God knew. Because he saved him for such a time as, as that. And that's right. Right. Yep. And even during his time, you know, you think about how Whenever he got to the point where, you know, he knew he had to go because he was slaying people, you know, and people staying on it. You know so now he know he got to get out. Somebody know? saw. Yeah. So now he had to go in hiding for all those years. Mm-hmm. And I think they was talking about how he was in hiding for like 40 years or something like that before he came out mm-hmm. and before God truly used him. Mm-hmm. So doing, even during that time, God was might not have been using him, but he was keeping you know, to that's do a word all by. Yes. So, yes. You know, it started in the beginning with his mother, and then it kind of trickled down, and then he just kept him in this place, like almost like this holding place. I'm preparing you mm. for such a time as this. Yes. As, you know, preparing you to do my will, preparing you to do my work, preparing mm. you to lead my people, preparing mm. to teach my people. Yes. I mean, it spoke of how he was one of the first people that God spoke to. Mm. Through the burning bush and all that stuff, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm like, ooh. And for him I to see the things about, that he saw. <laughs> yeah. And just thinking about, you know, like 
he never really fit in. He didn't fit in with the Egyptians. He knew he didn't fit in with them. Exactly. He knew he won't like them. He knew, yo, it's something about these. I, I, it's something about them that I connect <laughs> with. I, yeah, I know, and that just takes me back to our kids. All of our kids are anointed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I, they know who they are. That's right. They know who they belong to. They know they don't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And God is. I know for a fact, God is one day, yeah, let me go ahead and take you up out of here. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't need you with the Egyptians because that ain't exactly. who You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. God had to allow something to happen with Moses, slaying people. That, you know what? Let me go and just go. Yeah, you got to go. Let me allow this to happen. Let, let, let me allow them to go ahead and kick you on up out of here. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah, you can't be with them no more. I need you. To, I need you where you need to be. That's right. I don't want you. No bad points. And I think about our children. Like, yo, I know my children don't fit in with the crowds. They're trying to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who they are. Uh huh. I know that anointing they have on their lives. That's I right. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to pluck them up out of all of that and put them exactly where they need to be. Exactly. And I think about that when I think, even when I look at the movie. You know what I'm saying? The Ten Commandments. Ooh, I'm like, I love that movie. You allowed him to go through all of that. Yes. Like he knew, yo, I know it's something about you. Me and you connect. It's, yeah. I don't fit in over here. Mm. We don't get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love how God just set that whole thing up. Yes, Lord. And how he allowed him to go through all of that in order for him to get him exactly where he needed to be. Yeah. Mm. I love it. And how we feel like we can't be used after something. Mm. Like he's a murderer. Right? Yes. A murderer. A murderer. Like, yes, he was. And it's in the Ten Commandments. That, in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not, not kill. kill right? You wrote that. That's you right. You wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> God had you right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. Wow. That's right. There's hope for the murderer. There's hope for the person that commits sin. There's hope. God That's right. That's right. There's still purpose. That's still purpose. It's so crazy that the world, you know, there's, you know, I, I, I can speak for uh, some people that I'm, you know, not in my circle, but I know them. Mm-hmm. They don't think that they could be used because, yo, yeah. God can't do this for me. I done did too much. Yeah, just pray for me. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You, let me tell you a little bit about my story because maybe you didn't know what I did. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really people out here that do not believe that they can be used because of things that they have done in their past. Mm-hmm. And, that's and, I, and that's why we have to be that example, mm-hmm. you know, to show them, hey, listen, you can do it. If I can do it, if God can use me mm-hmm. to bring, if God can use me to speak to his people, to his women, to build up, to, to uplift, whatever, yo, he can use you. That's right. I was just talking to somebody about that just the other day. I mean, and I could be wrong. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But, you we, you know, just thinking about what we've learned thus far, just being together, but also, of course, before. You think about all the people that most of the people that God used. Yes. There were people who had done, done a lot of stuff. Yes. Right. You know, and according to the world, you know, especially some people in the world, they think that, like you said, Chris, that, just because you do a particular thing, you can't be used by God. But God was using all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't care. You know, if he's going to use you, he's going to use you. 
glory because at the end of the day, I feel like sometimes if we looking at a person who has never done a thing, how can you get me to where I need to be? Because you're supposed to be this so-called perfect person. So how can I relate to you? How can you truly pull me in to God as far as in, in teaching me, you know, about faith and stuff like that and just, just pretty much just how to go through a particular thing, come out on the other side and, and still get God get the glory out of it. You've mm-hmm. never been through me. That's right. How? Yeah. One thing I one thing that I that I'm taking away from this is, you know, Yoshebed, she feared God instead of the king and his people and who he was sending after her child. Mm-hmm. I don't care I don't care nothing about y'all coming. Y'all think y'all coming to kill my child. But because I because of who I know I am, mm-hmm. because of who I know who God is, because of the, the relationship I have with him, I don't care nothing about y'all and what y'all say and what y'all think and what y'all think y'all coming to do. I'm trusting in God and I'm gonna go with him. That's right. And so that's one yeah. thing that, I, that I'm taking away from that because there's a lot of stuff that's literally been happening in in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of days, and I'm like, Lord, I, I just gotta trust you. That's right. I'm trusting you. I'm not fearing about what people say, about what they do, how they feel about me, how they feel about my children, how they feel about my husband, how mm-hmm. they feel about my ministry, whatever. I'm gonna trust you and do what you said do. That's right. I have to. I'm gonna fear you and not man. Yeah. Because if I fear, because if I if I don't fear, it's 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 just crazy. Like if if I believe what you said, <laughs> why would I even serve God? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why, why would I serve him? I'm going to serve him to the day I die. That's so, right. With your shoes off, however you want to do it, I'm going to serve God and do what he told me to do. Yeah. If That's I can do it alone, I'm going to do what God told me to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to. Because your, your very life may depend on it. Listen, my life depends on it. <laughs> My favorite life. And I don't know how nobody else feel about it. But my life, I think I told you that since yesterday. Mm-hmm. My life, mm-hmm. my life depends on me serving God. That's right. That's right. My very life depends on me serving God. Because for 12 years, yes. I did with a heart condition that I, that I wasn't even supposed to deal with. Jesus. But because I was disobedient, because I was fearing people and, and, and not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I dealt with that for 12 years. And as soon as I said, you know what, God? I'm going to live for you and die for you. I'm going to be obedient. As soon Jesus. as I to be obedient, God took that away from me. Mm. Just like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I have no other choice but to live for God. Mm-hmm. So, yes, absolutely. I'm going to be So, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'm going to do it. Even if I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it. You, you know who I thought? You know who I also thought about? Um when I was reading about Yoshebed and I spoke of it earlier, I thought about Job and all that this man went through, all that we can see with our naked eyes and including his friends that was talking, saying, man, you must be did some, a lot of sin for all this to happen to you. For his wife to say, curse God and die. I mean, for everybody to feel like they turned against you. But you know what he said? This is what I read. This was in... Job 13 and 15. Job was a beast too. It says he turned to his friends um, when his friends marveled and marveled at him and said uh, about his faith. He turned to his friends and said, although I don't know 
why I'm called to face these trials. I do know that the joy of fellowship with God and though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So regardless of what trial, what tribulation, what incident, what turmoil you're faced with um, in this life, you know that you got to know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm still going to trust him. I'm still going to trust him. And God brought Job out victoriously. Yeah, we can look at what he lost, but at the end of the day, he brought him out victoriously. And this is another thing that I got from my readings about trials. So trials for many of us, they change from day to day because we all go through different trials and they vary, of course, from person to person. Some, you know, people have issues with poverty. Some people have um, incidents with um, maybe friend disappointments. Um, children bring heartaches, um, you know, with things that they go through. Um, feeling, um, you know, in for inferiority about um, their torment. Other people, some some have a uh, um, health diagnosis, you know, like um, terminal illnesses or things of that nature. Death takes place, you know, with your loved one. Um, you have your own plans for your future and they appear to be shattered. All those things happen, but there is lack of assurance for some. There is lack of assurance for the forgiveness of their sins. And Nikki, I think you was just talking about Nikki or Shahida. One of y'all think was just talking about that with your friend. You feel like, you know, you was talking to one of your friends and they feel like, oh, you know what? I can't because of what I've done in my past. Well, God thinks about all of that too. It says for others, a family member um, rebels against the gospel plan of their salvation. Whatever it is, we must remember that God is still on the throne. He is behind the scenes working all things for our good. Yes. All things. Romans 8 and 28. And so we have to, we have, um, so when we do all that we can do, like Yoshebed, she did all that she could do. We must calmly trust God. Even though to us, even when it seems like there is no way out, continue to trust God. We must put on the, field, the, the shield of faith and believe that God is sending the trials to prepare us for even greater blessings. And that's what God did. He sent her greater blessings from everything that her kids did. Everybody was blessed because of her, she and her husband's obedience and because of their faith in God. Yep. Anybody else have anything else? What I will say is that um, with, um, with her, she knew she had to get her child out of the place where someone was coming to kill them. Mm -hmm. The enemy was coming to kill him, mm -hmm. right? But she had to make sure that he was removed from that very place. That, to her, that was a safe place. To her, that was home. Mm -hmm. So it was a safe place for her. But the enemy was coming, mm -hmm. right? So as a mom, we have to know how to remove our kids from a place where the enemy is coming. That's good. Where the enemy is coming to attack. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to know and hear because God will always allow us to have warning because we're, we're the parents. Mm -hmm. Now, some things, some things he will not, you know, let us know. But most of 
he'll give us a warning. That's right. And he'll say, hey, this is coming. Because I have plenty of dreams about, about, you know, my kids in different manners. Because he wants us to know. He wants us to go ahead and pray or help them get removed mm-hmm. from where the that situation. That's right. Right? And so we have, we just have to have an ear to hear God. In have to. Season. That's right. We could have removed them from that situation. That's but good. Because we didn't have the ear to hear, right? And because we wasn't ready to receive what God was saying, mm-hmm. He's saying, "Oh, oh no! I, I'm not, not going to send my baby over there. I'm not going to send my kids over there." Well, that's what God is saying. Mm-hmm. Over there is protection. Over there is <laughs> over there is deliverance. Regardless of what it looks like. Yes. Yes. And I feel like they'll be better at home. I feel with they're not that somebody else raised my child. That's but right. God is saying, no, somebody else has to raise your child because yeah. what they need is in there. Mm-hmm. You don't not that you don't have what they need, but the enemy is coming to get them from where they are. Mm-hmm. From where I need them to be and where I need to take them, that's who has to raise your child. Can you handle that? You know, at- Chris. I mean, Shahid, I'm sorry. You know, it's crazy that you said that because it's so true. Actually, man, Crystal was, I think we were just talking about this a little bit yesterday. Because mm-hmm. even, you know, within that, it might not necessarily be raising. It can be speaking to right. your child. Like, mm-hmm. we all know we all got kids. Mm-hmm. We tell our kids the same exact thing that somebody else come behind us and tell them. And they listen to them as if we haven't said a word. Mm-hmm. But sometimes God uses those people to be able to help our kids get to where they need to be. And, right. and you know, at the end of the day, it also, they see that we were telling them the right thing, which is, you know, a good thing too. But, you know, we, that's just how it happens sometimes. Just like you said, Shahida, you know, that's what she had to do. That's what we have to do in this world with a lot of things, and especially with our kids. And we just have to be willing to allow God to use other people to help our kids. That's good. Especially if you're not there. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think about people who don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Right. And who have kids. And their kids are constantly going through stuff. But you got other kids that although they're in Christ, they're still going through the same thing because they're still teenagers. Yeah. Or they're still five-year-old. Or they're still four-year-old. But you will never get them to that place. You'll never take them to a place where they can get healing in that area or deliverance in the area simply because you feel like, oh, they're good where they're at. Mm-hmm. Think about if she would have said Moses was good when he had, oh, I'll protect him. I'll put him in the closet. Right. Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll find him. I'll find him. You know what I'm saying? Just or, think about if she wouldn't have been obedient. Or, or Shahida, well, I protect We protect them for three months. Why can't we go a year? You know how we like to do? We like to hold on. Yeah, <laughs> we, right. like, we don't want to let go. That's so crazy. Because I think, I think me and Monica was talking about this the other day. We were talking about how, you know, I remember you had that brunch um, some years back at the church and you would, y'all were talking about the children, you know, protecting our children as, as nurturers or whatever. And that, that Monday afterwards, Arshay got into that car accident. Mm. And God reminded me then, yeah, you've been holding on to him for a long time. Mm. Yeah, you've been trying to protect him. Mm. And I was because that was my first but born. Nobody knew what I had to go through with Arshay. Nobody Jesus. knew he was kidnapped at two weeks old. So at two weeks from two weeks to, to now, once to then, yo, I had a tight grip on him. Yes. About who you are, 
Thanks for listening to Voices of Substance. Stay tuned for the next episode.